0: You know what I like to do? What's that? Gulp down a giant crystal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you probably shouldn't do that.
0: And then be like, click, click, I- click, 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 click,
1: Oh my god, <laughs> that upset me. I sent you the gift from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, <laughs> and I realized what mistake I had made. I'm like, oh god, you have to keep sending that me w- text messages. That, that was the most me.
0: surprising thing, that you actually sent that gif of <laughs> Kakyoin licking <laughs> that that. <laughs> god oh man hello welcome to this week's (laughs) episode of jared and i watch sailor moon crystal i'm jared that's an Ladium. she's grossed out hello and today here on episode 36 we're going to talk about act 35 infinity (laughs) (laughs) 9 infinite labyrinth 2 numbers it's it's so dumb like that because we were talking about this right before we started recording like all the episodes now until the end I have like are like infinity blank inf- infinite
1: yeah it's it's dumb
0: which in Japanese just makes it go mugen number mugen
1: <laughs> <laughs> what's
0: the point <laughs> we get it everything's infinite
1: yeah we get it
0: uh, so I'm,
1: neither of us are swallowing so crystals though
0: so. I mean but somebody is in this unfortunately. episode unfortunately.
1: It might lodge in our throats and we might die.
0: Or we'll just eat it and gain a bunch of power, but then not get that power because someone inside of us is holding it all back.
1: I mean, we did have a theory because I had a really bad headache before we watched this. I'm like, maybe I also have somebody inside of me that's trying to control me and get out.
0: That That is very reasonable <laughs> and something that I would not be surprised by.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't either, honestly.
0: But anyways... We start this episode with Mistress Nine. And she's like, ooh, look at this. The legendary silver crystal. Mmm, what if I ate this thing? And <laughs> we <laughs> just plop that thing down. Gulp. Mmm, mmm. I love Taste. crystals.
1: <sighs> oh boy.
0: You know those people who are, like, very into, like, crystals and think they have, like, healing powers and stuff?
1: Yeah, yeah, those people.
0: Do you think, like, they, like, also eat their crystals?
1: They might. <laughs> I don't know. The closest that I'd ever come to that is like, I eat rock candy because it's delicious. But
0: that's, that's, not, that's different. It's like crystallization. But they're not like actual crystal crystals.
1: No, I wouldn't eat those. They probably don't really digest.
0: Or have mystical healing powers.
1: Or that. Or just magical powers in general because that's what this one has. Because it is the legendary yes, silver exactly. crystal. Exactly. They're,
0: ni- they're neither legendary nor silver. <laughs> So yeah, Mistress Nine does that. Master Pharaoh Nine is like, oh, yo, that's dope. Look at all that power. It's awesome. He's stoked. And then Shibuya is like, what? Because she's like dying because the the silver crystal has gone. Dying dying more than she has already died.
1: Yeah, because last episode she was dead, but like the doctor was very unclear about it.
0: (laughs) Because it's the rest of the development doctor.
1: Yeah, it is, because he's like, her heart is stopped beating. This may be her deathbed. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> so, she's she's still having a bad time. Mamoru is, like, holding her hand.
0: But in the meantime, like, Hotaru is inside her own body, like, trying to keep uh, Mistress Nine from doing all this bad stuff. Also, mm-hmm. the manga makes her naked for some reason, because, I don't know. It's Why one not? of those things. It's the, the one difference of the anime not actually being the creeper one here.
1: Yeah, I mean, season three has had so much unnecessary nudity, and so I'm surprised that the manga would have nudity that the anime yeah. doesn't, because, I mean, that's just, I don't know, the anime's like, hey, everybody's naked for some reason, yay!
0: And then is floating in space, which, which in the manga, she has her dress on, which the anime does, but then all, all of a sudden she's naked. Why? I don't know! It's How real bad. But anyways, Why are
1: all the, like, children naked? <laughs> right!
0: <laughs> uh, anyways, Chibiusa finds her legendary silver crystal and, like, I'm gonna hold on to this. And then is like, I will protect you.
1: I mean, what a good pal. That's what I will do. <laughs> She's determined.
0: And then Chibiusa's, like, regular form, like, kind of chills out for a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, back at uh, the Mugen... Mugen Academy all of the sailor guardians are there and they're like hey there's a lot of floors we got to cover what if we split up and everyone's like okay cool so Mercury Mars Venus and Jupes go to like go all the way through like the top floors Moon Uranus Neptune and Pluto decide to go to like the ground floors where apparently all the like the the laboratories are.
1: Which, this is the point where I notice that every single time she gets separated from any of the Guardians, she has to say every single one of their names every single time.
0: I literally just turned the page and the first frame is Usagi watching them run away and saying, Mars, Mercury, Jupiter, Venus.
1: <laughs> like, whenever I say bye to my friends, I don't, like, list their names <laughs> in my head every single time. I'm just like, bye, buds. Be good.
0: Look, the early 90s, they didn't have a con-, con a concept of buds yet, I guess. Or saying, we'll bye, friends. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or just in general, wishing them well and not having to individually say each name. Like, there's why is there no collective here?
0: I-, I don't know. Like, maybe because this was, like, a monthly series that, like, you constantly had to keep reminding people who the characters were just in case someone new was coming on to the series for the first time.
1: That makes sense, or because it was—I mean, it's very obvious who they are because of the way they're stylized in the right. manga. But maybe because it's black and white, there's like maybe some type of confusion. I don't know.
0: It's yeah, it's, it's just—it's weird. It's, yeah, it's weird. It's one of those things where like, it's very unrealistic. <laughs> but
1: <laughs> every you, single time.
0: Yeah, but it's, it's one I of think those it things also. You...
1: Three different times in this episode alone.
0: Right. It's one of those things you kind of like, you can kind of understand why they would do it, but yeah, it's extremely unrealistic. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Professor Tomei is going crazy, which leads to some fantastic Keith Silverstein work.
1: Oh my god, he did a fantastic job in this episode. Like, I was legitimately fangirling out about him via text during this episode.
0: So we get some backstory of how they became alienized, essentially. So, like, Professor Tomoe is about to like start working on Hotaru, and trying to like save her, and Kauri is there as well, and then Master Pharaoh Knight he just kind of shows up, and is like, "Hey, what's up?" and then like just injects an egg into <laughs> Kauri, turning into her, turning her into Kallenite. He's like, "You will now serve me, ho 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 ho." And then he's basically like, "Oh, if you do this, you will be way more powerful. That's cool, right?"
1: <laughs> Professor Chanwai is like, oh, okay, that happened.
0: Let me take one of these Shop eggs and nope. Nope. Mm. This that's this is the moral of this of this episode, is that it's like people eating very like larger things than they should be able to.
1: Also, it led to that really creepy title card. <laughs> um, like in the, the commercial break area of uh-huh. it. That it was like bright red. You always get like really neat, pretty commercial break art like title cards right? and then you get this one and it's like red and black and terrifying and I was like oh. it's unpleasant it's
0: very unpleasant uh, and Professor Tomo was talking about how his, he's made a lot of daemons and all that stuff and like oh they're defective but I need them to be cool and once all this is over I'm gonna become the most powerful person in the world
1: he will rule his school.
0: And in the manga, he claims that he's he is a god. He's like that Kanye West song oh my
1: that literally god. Was, that
0: literally just starts off going, "I am a god," something, something, something. There's all there's a lot of raps in that. Yeah, I forget the rest of it. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Usagi and the others are trapped in an elevator that literally just becomes like a, a falling box and in, in, into the void. While they also talk about being scared and stuff. And this is also where we get some backstory about the outer guardians and them being just like by themselves a lot. And also just being like, you know, it's like when we were by ourselves, we would just conjure up an image of you guys on Silver Millennium and it would just make it would make us all better. (laughs) Just pulling up pictures out of nowhere. When you're a magical girl, you can do these sorts of things.
1: My only wish out of life.
0: And then they get pulled into the pulled into the void. Usagi gets very sad and scared. But then she uses Rainbow Moon heartache to light everything up, which that's something that attack can do now. Sure.
1: Yeah, it gets light powers. Why yeah, not?
0: Yeah. So she does that It's like and, flashlight. Yeah. She does that and then makes everyone kind of realize they're still in the elevator. <laughs> and they're like, Oh, huh, whoa, whoa. And then they finally reach the bottom floor and Professor Tomway is just waiting there and is like, Hey, what's up? been kind of waiting here for a while for you guys. What's up? Let's let's do some fights. I got my demons with me. We're going to do some fisticuffs here.
1: He becomes like a crazy beast guy.
0: Yeah, he basically transforms into a daemon himself.
1: Which, alas, we no longer have the great voice anymore.
0: Nope. He gets defeated. <sighs> pretty quickly.
1: <laughs> yeah, he goes down real easy. Like, I mean, I guess it makes sense because we're at the end of the arc and there's, like, other enemies that are more important than him. Yeah. I was a little disappointed.
0: Yeah. But that's kind of just the way the series goes. It's like, oh, once all, like, the sub-baddies, like, are confronted with, they're just, like, pfft, gone immediately. Yeah. Uh Ghost Hotaru is like, bye-bye, dad. <laughs> Which Usagi's like, who's there? There's a ghost here. Everyone's like, what? The- Oh, there's no one here. <laughs> and then basically, all of Mugen Academy starts to like crumble, which Sailor Pluto makes this like weird ball that encases all cases the four of them in and like makes them float away. Which doesn't help that like the other four are on the top of the building while all of this is happening. <laughs> and like, yeah. well, they're kind of boned. So the the, the entire place kind of like crumbles, and then the other four are just like floating up in the air. And they're kind, of, they're kind of doomed. Usagi de-transforms back to regular Sailor Moon. Because everything's all sad.
1: Well, and her friends aren't really capable of lending their power anymore. That
0: is true. And then they notice Mistress Nine being all like... He 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 he. 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 <laughs> and that's basically it for the episode. It's getting real. We are we are basically on the on the road to the end.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's like how many more episodes? Uh,
0: after this one, there's three. Three. Yeah. Okay. And there's still a lot we have to do in those like in these last three episodes.
1: Right. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that needs to happen for this to be wrapped up. We I have
0: mean, we have to we have to fight Mistress Nine.
1: Pharaoh 90's still out there. Master
0: Pharaoh 90's still out there. Sailor, Sailor Saturn still has to make an appearance.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot. It's
0: a lot. It's a lot to cover in three episodes, which I think, like, you know, like, people can say that the 90s anime was very, like, bloated in terms of, like, filler and stuff like that. But one of the benefits is that, like, they could, they could stretch out, like, these sorts of things mm-hmm. and make them a little bit more meaningful instead of having to cram everything in until, like, the last moment, like, this kind of has to. But I digress. Anyways, let's talk about some <laughs> changes. Let's do it. Changes. Uh, changes from the manga. Professor Tomoe's flashback shows Kauri being struck by lightning, not implanted with a dime or a daemon egg. The flashback does not show Tomoe eating a daemon egg or Pharaoh Ninety giving Tomoe the daemon egg of Mistress Nine to planet Hotaru. So that's a little bit of like a weird.
1: It's a strange change.
0: Yeah, and something like that just never gets addressed in the manga, I guess.
1: (laughs) Hmm. I mean, I'm uh, (laughs) glad... Let me try again. I'm glad that they address it and there's some kind of explanation, because otherwise it'd be confusing, but that is really bizarre that it didn't exist in the first place.
0: Yeah. Hotara makes a statement that her father died after the explosion that killed her mother and the man who existed after was no longer the father she knew and loved, which I think in Crystal they don't even mention her mom, do they?
1: She got a mention um, in an earlier episode, but it was just like a real quick thing.
0: And even in this episode, I don't think they brought her up. Oh,
1: this episode, no, not at all. Uh,
0: After transforming, Tomoe calls himself Germatoid by name. Or Germatoid. (laughs) Dork. (laughs) And finally, Sailor Moon is not as hesitant in destroying Tomoe as she is in Crystal. Because in in this, she's basically like... Because Uranus tries to defeat him with Space Sword Blaster... And Usagi's like, whoa, no, no, we can't do this. We're going to kill Hotaru's dad. And then like in the manga, she's like, f*** this dude. Let's kill him.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: no hesitation.
1: Stone cold killer.
0: Uh, changes from the original anime. Garnet Ball was never used by Sailor Pluto. Hotaru was never a crucial part of her father's, father's experiments, but remained the vessel for Mistress Nine. Otaro was not seen protecting Chibiusa's pure heart crystal within Mistress Nine. Her consciousness existed only as a glimmer of yellow light, capable of regaining gradual control at times.
1: Hmm.
0: Mistress Nine did not attempt to tear her body apart in order to dominate the Earth, which we'll get into that a little bit in the next episode. Here's a big one. Professor Tomoe did not die.
1: Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, man. Imagine if he had lived... We might get a... Oh, what a tragedy.
0: So, like, at the end of of the original anime arc, he lives, he survives everything, (laughs) but his memory of, like, all the events have been wiped. So he has, like, amnesia.
1: I mean, I think that would be a satisfactory conclusion, because, like, he, he wouldn't be dead, but he wouldn't be evil.
0: Right. I mean, he was being controlled the entire time, so... It's not like he himself was doing all that. It was just aliens.
1: I think there was some of it that was him because he was like trying to experiment on his daughter like I mean, to, to before be yeah, you right. And yeah.
0: also want to so get back I... at all those pompous academics.
1: Which yes.
0: <laughs> That's the one thing me and you can both agree on.
1: <laughs> yes. Get back at those pompous academics. But I think he had already snapped at that point and then it was just like another push towards the insanity. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think that's fair. Uh, Germatoid and Professor Tomoe were entirely separate entities. Only Sailor Uranus and Sailor Neptune battled Germatoid directly. Germatoid had evacuated Professor Tomoe's body and taken over several monster puppets until he was destroyed by Sailor Uranus when she plunged the space sword right into his heart. Jesus. (laughs) Germatoid had the form of a giant plant-like beast before possessing the puppets. It was never known where Kalanite had come from, a lab assistant to Professor Tomway before the Deathbusters' arrival. Udiol, Mimet, Telu, Viloui, Cyprin, and Petoil were never artificially created in the laboratory where they had come from, or and where they come, had come from was never revealed. And finally, Mistress Nine was not a white diamond egg or daemon egg but had sought refuge within a six-year-old Hotaru after the accident eight years earlier. She gradually took control of Hotaru until she emerged after eating Chibius' pure heart crystal.
1: Hmm. Those are a lot of changes.
0: Yeah. I mean, season three kind of has the same... has the same, like, backbone of the story, but there's a lot of differences in terms of, yeah. like, these, these... the two forms of media there. So, yeah, that's, uh... That is Act 35, The Infinite Labyrinth, number two... Which really, there wasn't much of an infinite labyrinth in this episode. Let's be real. No,
1: there really wasn't. I don't understand why it had that title.
0: I guess when Moon gets into the, the void. But even then, that's kind of stretching the...
1: Yeah, that's not a labyrinth. That's just a void. Yeah. Labyrinth is like an endless maze that you can't figure out. I don't know. Shrug shoulders. There... The naming scheme is bad.
0: <laughs> There's a lot of infinites.
1: Well, on the numbers, and it, it's just, it's, it's, it's a bad naming scheme.
0: <laughs> uh, so next time, the road to the finale continues, we will be three episodes remaining. Act 36, Infinity 10, Infinite, Upper Atmosphere. Hmm. Things are going to happen.
1: In the upper atmosphere?
0: In the upper atmosphere. <laughs> which i mean technically that's not wrong
1: yeah a lot but, of this
0: episode is spent in the sky
1: <laughs> but it also wouldn't necessarily have to be in the upper atmosphere because we weren't in a labyrinth in this episode. Uh, true
0: or an <laughs> infinite upper atmosphere
1: Infin- <laughs> <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Oh, scheme.
0: so look forward to that and like i said we'll be one step closer to wrapping up Act 3 and also wrapping up Sailor Moon Crystal.
1: I'm really mad at you right now because you said one step closer and the first thing that came to my head was to the to edge. <laughs> I'm about to break.
0: i <laughs> <laughs> what This is what Crystal needs. They need more Lincoln Park AMVs.
1: Oh my god, I'm sure they exist. Oh, they
0: have to. I mean, there's probably like 30,000 Sailor Moon AM, like Lincoln Park AMVs. <laughs>
1: Linkin Park is like the number one AMV music group.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: It's embarrassing.
0: It's one of the things that I know this would have been extremely meta but that new Dragon Ball game should have had a Linkin Park music like music pack. Because <laughs> it would have been perfect.
1: Oh my god.
0: Uh, yeah. Act 36 next time. That's what we'll be talking about. <laughs> But if you want more from us, go to com or sac.cool for past episodes of this podcast. And also the Checkup and Checkup OVA podcast. And you can find columns and reviews on the site as well. For more from AnLadium, go to com, where you can find columns and reviews from her. And you can follow us on Twitter, Twitter.com slash AnimeCheckup where Twitter happens. Mm-hmm. So get ready for to jump into the upper atmosphere where there's not a lot of oxygen and, I don't know, we just float around. Yeah. <laughs>